With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Forewarning, you guys are about to hear some square shit out of me this week. I am going with a bunch of public dogs. Um, welcome back to the Outkick Bets. I'm your host, Jeff Clark. But hopefully, my guest brings some sharp shit here. I, uh, he's, he's a fellow handicapper at Outkick.com. He also is a sports betting analyst for BeatingTheBookie.com. That's beating without a G. You can follow him on Twitter at FuturePrez, P-R-E-Z 2024. Uh, making his Outkick Bets debut, holler at David Troy. What's up, David? Hey, how's it going, Jeff? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, I've uh, loved your work since I've joined Outkick. Um, me and you are the only two handicappers on this website. You do really well in baseball, um, and I got the vibe just by clicking through your stuff and reading some of your other work for beatingtheboogie.com that you also crushed the NBA, so... I'm definitely going to need you back here uh, in a couple months or actually a couple weeks to help yeah. me break down the NBA. But I'm, definitely, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to get you here on this NFL Week 4 preview. You got some yeah. you got some bets locked and loaded for me, right? Yep, absolutely I do. And uh, I will also give uh, the listeners a fair warning. The NFL and NCAA have started a little slow for me, but uh, we're not we're not just terrible right now. Um, you know, I'm about 500 in both which is not what i'm looking for but we'll turn that around we'll get there dude same here david like the golf i'll use a golf analogy here it's like every one of my drives have been in the woods mm-hmm. and like um mostly making par yeah <laughs> like, i have no chance at birdies like yeah i've 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 I'm pretty much like lucky to not lucky but i'm eight and seven in the circa million contest this year um, I was two and three in my picks last week, three and two in podcast plays. But like you, it's just been kind of up and down. Every anytime I get a little bit of momentum, I'll get smacked by the market and I'll humbled. So hopefully, I can put together a nice little winning streak. Um, I, I'm not playing my 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 contest plays. Are you in any of the uh, the NFL contests this year? No, I was going to, but I uh, I didn't get a proxy in time, so I'm out of Chicago. So it's uh, one of those things where I got to find somebody to go put the bets in and all that. So I just didn't do it yet. Maybe yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm out in Long Beach, California. So it's like a 55 minute flight for me to get to Vegas. It's an annual trip for me that I make around my birthday. So I hear nice. you. But doesn't uh, you're out in Chicago, Illinois? So you have legal sports gambling out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's just nothing like the the Circa Million and uh, some of those other ones like. Uh, the survivor pools that they run in Vegas. Like you can do them on DraftKings and some of the other sites. Uh, I think that online has one. Um, not that they're, I think they're a European based book, but um, yeah, I just, I just didn't do them this year. Gotcha. They're a lot of fun, but yeah. I, um, 
I, I, I used to bet all five of my picks, like mm-hmm. like side cash bets, but now I'm just like loading up on a couple of them that I like because, it, as you know, and as everyone knows, it's next to impossible to beat the NFL betting five games a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I like last week. I was two and three in my circuit millions. Like I said, I hit with the Ravens over the Patriots. Um, I hit with the the um the Jaguars over the Chargers, missed with the Commanders against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, missed with the Seahawks against the Falcons, and lost by a half point with the Texans over the Bears. But I ended up essentially breaking even, maybe being up a little bit uh, last week because I just loaded up on the Jaguars' money line. <laughs> I was I was pretty quick to, to to figure out that Herbert A might not play and if he was gonna play was not gonna be nearly a hundred percent. Um sure. so that ended up cashing and saving my week, but very disappointing. Um I did hit three and two of my podcast plays. My last game in there was the Washington Commanders. I was mm-hmm. struggling finding five, felt good about four of them, put the commanders in, we saw how that turned out. Uh, but three and two of my podcast best uh, best bets because I didn't have the commanders. Instead, I went with a six point teaser, Broncos and Packers up. So, um, ended up with a winning week here on the podcast. What, what were some of your week three looks? Well, I fell for the trap of the Chiefs, and they looked good for most of the game, and then all of a sudden they just kind of fell apart late against the Colts. Um, so that one didn't come through for me. And it, you know, I think I even wrote in my article that it looks like a trap, but I was going to take it anyways. And you know what? I got burned, but uh, what are you going to do? There's you know, certain times that you just kind of have to feel like I, – I didn't see anything out of the Colts the first two games, and the Chiefs looked really good. So I took it. Uh, maybe the Chiefs were looking forward to the Buccaneers. Maybe the Colts are better than their first two games showed. But, you know, if that line was up there again, I probably would take it again, to be honest. I, I just I, – I don't think the, the Colts are a better team than the Chiefs first off, and even at – in Indy, I think the Colts, or excuse me, I think the Chiefs should have been able to win that by a touchdown. Uh, it just didn't happen. So that was one of them. Um, the other one I lost was uh, the Raiders. Uh, I'm still a Raiders believer. I don't know why. I just, uh, I guess I'm, I'm early to hoping that they uh, pull it all together and everything, but they're just not looking right. Something is off um, with the, either their defense or. Um, you know, their, their offense just is slow to get going. But I, I I mean, I've mentioned this on a few different articles and things. The Titans are a type of team that plays exactly one half of football the entire time. Like, you can go through all their games. They're good for one half. And sometimes that's good enough to win. It happened to be last week. In fact, I'm pretty sure if you look back at even just even looking back at their scoring last week, I'm pretty sure they only scored in the first half and they didn't score in the second or something they scored like three points in the second half dude that's pretty much all they do i had under 45 and a half and it looked good the entire time and then Derek carr connected on that that lucky uh 20 yard touchdown pass as time expired not as time expired but like the last minute didn't convert the two-pointer but ended 24 22 half point loss so yep exactly and that's i mean that's kind of just the way that it's been going for me uh my one or my couple wins were uh i had the under in the san francisco broncos game and then <sighs> rock and jerk uh, cover though yeah that was that was nothing um 
or maybe that no that was the the uh the giants and cowboys i pushed after <laughs> i took the under and it was 39 as the total which was pretty low to begin with but i think there were 12 points in the first half so i was sitting there like okay we're in a pretty good spot and then offense opened up a little bit pushed which you know, yeah yeah your push was more of a bad beat my half point loss is more of just a a shitty loss like <laughs> yeah. like like you said tennessee played really well in the first half i think there was i can't remember how many points were in the first half but it was trending way over and then that game just died out um raiders yeah. couldn't really get anything going until like the fa- final 90 seconds and kind of like you were saying earlier titans put up all their offense in the first half and then held on for dear life um yeah but man did i get some I get some betting blue balls in that one. I really thought that was going to cash. I'm like, I'm like hanging out with my buddies and I'm just like, I, from the start of the second half, I was like, I am not giving up on this under. Like, I think yeah. I could still get here. Cause yeah. I didn't say it as eloquently as you, but I get the vibe that like, yeah, Tennessee plays solid 30, 35 minutes a game <laughs> yep. or maybe good on one side of the ball, 30 minutes and then good on the other side of the ball, 30 minutes. So exactly. I, it's, uh, it's a weird this has been for years, Jeff. I mean, like, it, it seems like ever since uh, Rabel has been coaching them, this is what they do. And last year, I was fading them in the playoffs as much as I could. I, I was telling everybody to take Cincinnati, and it, it happened in that one too. They just they play one half. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's. Turn, it sounds. I feel like we started off on kind of a, a as like a Debbie Downer here going into week four, <laughs> but I'm excited. Like I fully yeah. anticipate um, having a winning season, having a winning week four, and I know you're pretty confident about your uh, system and and how you go about approaching breaking down games. Before we get into that, let me just shout out the sponsor of this podcast. Sponsors, excuse me, DraftKings and PointsBet Sportsbooks. You can actually get. Uh, promotional bonuses at outkick.com backslash bet. DraftKings has a couple cool promotional bonuses going, one of which is bet $5 on any NFL money line. You can receive $200 in free bets if that team wins. Um, they also have a, a promotion where it's a $1,000 deposit bonus. Points bet offers two risk free bets up to $2,000 for new points bet customers. Please sure. Uh, please be sure to check that out and access those promotions. Access those promotions, excuse me, at outkick.com backslash bet. All right, gamblers, let's get gambling. All right, so Dave, I, David, Dave, what do you go by? My bad. Doesn't matter. Future yeah, press. David, <laughs> whatever you guys want to call me. <laughs> I started that moniker back in like grade school when I actually thought that I wanted to be president of the United States. That's where it came from. Well, 2024 uh, is a toss-up year. You might be able to win it. I could, yeah. Maybe <laughs> if my following gets big enough, I'll run on a sports betting platform. Yeah, you just got to go on an NFL heater here, and maybe uh, your following will blow up a yeah. little bit better. Then you can start. Yeah, exactly. You can pivot into the campaign trail. All exactly. right. Future presidents. I got, uh, I think, a couple more best bets than you. I'll start with my first one, which actually is the first game of the NFL uh, week four slate. Again, a lot of my picks are square here, but I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins uh, visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. The Miami Dolphins, at least on DraftKings Sportsbook, which is where I pulled all my odds, are uh, four-point underdogs, uh, minus 110 each way. It opened at round Dolphins plus one visiting Cincy. 
got up to plus four for essentially what I think is like non-football related reasons. And like, I feel like once you start handicapping outside of the game and handicapping like fatigue, motivational factors, situational factors, there's a very good chance your handicap can get kind of, you can get lost in the sauce in that handicap. So I'm going to kind of go back to mostly football here because at the end of the day, these guys are professionals, right? And Vegas, whatever the, the, the odds makers open this line with the dolphins plus one and all the information that people are betting the Bengals based on aren't, isn't new information, right? Like the odds makers knew the dolphins were going to be playing and hot ass Miami the week prior. And it was a short turnaround on, on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals. They knew obviously Cincinnati Bengals made it to the Super Bowl the year before. And before they released that line, they had the records uh, of, of both teams. So it feels like everyone's betting the Cincinnati Bengals based on pretty obvious reasons, right? Short turnaround again, just playing against a divisional opponent. On the, the Miami's defense is on the field for like 40 minutes, right? Um, but when you get to the football aspect of this, Tua is playing a lot better than Joe Burrow. Granted, some of that could be coaching. A lot of that is probably offensive line. But Tua and Burrow's weapons are equal, if not Tua has the edge. I mean, Tyreek Hill is an absolute game breaker. And, you know, he's got revenge on his mind against Eli Apple. That's something that I think could surface this week um, or in a couple of days here, recording Wednesday, September 28th. Um, and the other factor that I'm looking at here is just how, like, terrible, terrible since his offensive line is. They're bottom five and pass block and run blocking win rate, according to, the, uh, according to the ESPN. Miami's front seven is top 10 in pass rushing and run stopping win rate. So Miami's going to dominate since he's offense in the trenches, um, unless that fatigue really, really is a factor. And the other thing that I can't shake here, and again, this might be somewhat square analysis, but I think the situational stuff is pretty obvious and square. But Cincinnati's competition has been ass cheeks and Miami has played really tough teams let's look at Cincinnati's first three opposing quarterbacks quarterbacks excuse me Mitchell Trubisky in week one Cooper Rush in week two Joe Flacco in week three Miami played Mac Jones pretty interesting rookie but you know the 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 bigger matchup in that situation was New England's defense versus Miami's offense However, Mac Jones, I think, is a better quarterback than any of the quarterbacks since he's played in the first three weeks. Easily, Lamar Jackson, legit MVP candidate, balling out and went nuts against the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins need to get lucky to win that game. And Josh Allen, who uh, started the season as the MVP favorite and is still up at top, as far as I know. I haven't checked it out recently. So when you combine, like, the, the, the edge I, Miami has in the trenches, I think what since these edges in most games is their offensive weapons. They actually don't have an edge here. And the uh, the competition each team's have faced, it's, it's hard to not take the Dolphins plus four. And it feels like they're a public dog. You and I both know public dogs get slaughtered. But I don't know. Can you talk me off of this? I, I, I can't. I don't know. Like what's the yeah. what's the Cincy argument if you can come up with one? I don't actually have one, and I I have a play in the game. It's not 
It's not something that on the side though. Um, I took a total, but uh, what is it? I love it. it so I took under forty-seven. Um, oh, okay, the, the total of the game. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I I can't give you any reason for Cincy. They burned me the first two weeks of the season. I expected a lot out of them against the Steelers because I was not a Steeler believer. Burrow comes out and threw whatever it was, three interceptions, four interceptions, whatever he had that first game. Then I said, okay, they're going to rebound after that. They're facing, you know, lame duck Cowboys, and they fell apart there too. So I'm, I'm not trusting this team until I see something that gives me reason to trust them. Beating the Jets is not a reason to trust the, the Bengals. Like, it's just not. Uh, when I first saw that line, though, I was like, why is Miami favored here? They're, you know, I get that they're coming off of a big game against uh, Buffalo. They had the big comeback versus Baltimore, but that actually gives me more reason to believe that Miami will be fine in this one. Usually after a big comeback and everything, you get your letdown game right away. You played the Bills, you beat the Bills, and you, you beat them pretty well. Like I mean, I, I think it was a good game overall from from Miami. It wasn't like uh, they had to, you know, work really hard to come back or fight, you know, the Bills off a lot. Obviously, like you mentioned, the defense was on the field quite a bit, but they looked good overall. So I don't know. To me, I, I can't talk you off off of uh, playing the Dolphins. Yeah, I actually read somewhere today that it could be a letdown spot for Miami. And it's just like, how is that possible? How could it be a letdown spot playing the defending AFC champions as one of the only two unbeaten teams in the NFL? Like, I don't, like, what's more motivating than staying unbeaten, especially when the only unbeaten team in the history of the NFL is your franchise in 1972? I don't, like, I'll listen to two of his back or his concussion, whatever, whatever it is, I'll listen to fatigue. I said what I said in the beginning and I stand by that, but I'll listen to it. Right. And then I'll listen to it being like the Bengals shouldn't be three and a half, four point favorites over the Dolphins. So you just have to bet the Bengals like that kind of like random, like, uh, I don't know, random, like game theory. I'll listen to all that, but I can't listen to it being a letdown spot. Like how could it be a letdown spot? prime time against the defending AFC champions. I don't buy that. So that's my first look here. Um, I don't know if you have anything else or if you want to give some analysis on the, uh, the total outside of just like, I don't know. What do you, what do you have on that? No, I mean, a lot of it is stuff you've already touched on, but basically I I just kind of feel like it's uh, a little too high, probably about three points too high. Um, It's already moved down from, I think it came out at 48, 48 and a half, something along those lines. Um, so I, I took I took the under on it. I um, feel like this is going to be one of those games where Tua is still battling a couple little injuries and has some issues going on. So, um, you know, and he got that hit against Buffalo. I think they're probably going to be trying to run the ball a little bit more than they did before. So that makes the game's pace a little bit slower. That's, that's really my reasoning for it. Yeah, I do think the Bengals – I mean, if you're going to bet a team to cover, you should usually bet them to win. I'm usually someone who's in the sprinkle on the money line. I do feel like somehow, some way, the Bengals probably come away with this one. So let's hope 24-21 uh, Miami and or Bengals, and we both get home on the uh, – I get home with the Bengals plus four. You get home with the uh, under – what's it going for? Was it 47 and a half now? 
It's at 47 on DraftKings, unless it changed. Let me double check. Nope, 47 still. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, hey, thanks for uh, helping me out with that dolphins Bengals breakdown. But let's go to your first bet, best bet, which yeah. is an AFC South matchup, Titans at the Colts. What's your look at? In the, uh, what, what are you looking at here in this game? Yeah, so this one's actually an under for me as well. Uh, I'm I'm seeing right now it's at, uh, let me double check it, 42 and a half, and that is what I got it at before. Um, I, you know, it's a divisional matchup. I think usually those are a little bit tighter than most. Um, neither one of these teams has a great looking offense right now. doesn't mean they can't explode and this could blow up in my face, but um, I've already talked about Tennessee. We talked about them briefly a little bit earlier in the show, and we talked about how they only play a half. That's, that's my number one reasoning for Tennessee's side for it being an under. If you're only playing half of a football game, it's really hard to score a lot of points. So, um, Tannehill has no real receiver right now that he's looking at. Uh, Robert Woods, I think, has like 150 yards or something on the season, and he's the leading receiver after three games. I, get, I can double-check that. But um, Pretty sure Traylon Burks is missing practice time, too. Yeah, I mean, it, they're not looking at He has 137 yards. So you're talking about their their top receiver over three games has 45 yards per game. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry has looked okay, um, but he hasn't looked like the beast Derrick Henry that you know you're used to. So um, that's one of those ones that I think that we really need to kind of look at. Um, and then on the Colts side, we have Matt Ryan, who hasn't been very good at all this year. Um, he's been sacked 12 times already in the three games, and he's already thrown more interceptions than touchdowns, which is kind of brutal. So, um, you know, big, big output from Jonathan Taylor in the first game. And then, you know, in the next two, he didn't even match what he's had in the opener. So I just don't think they're going to get to the the number that they need to. I think it's a little too high. Um, so I took, I took under 42 and a half. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it at all. And like, I like, I like kind of how, like, not predictable, but how 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 much like Vrabel kind of believes in his guys and and kind of comes with the obvious game plan. The sense that like his team's back against the wall. The AFC wild card is just like kind of it's only week four, but they're probably not going to get in via wild card, right? They're probably going to have to win the AFC South. So both like the Colts and the Titans are kind of in a must-win situation. And they're probably going to just fall back on what they do best, which is run their running backs, right? So, um, I'm thinking, I'm I'm thinking the uh, under is probably the best look in that game. I was also looking at the the Titans plus three and a half, but just couldn't get there on that. Um, kind of like the Dolphins, I feel like that the 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 Colts shouldn't be favored three and a half, so it almost like scares me away from betting them, if that makes any sense, but. That's kind of all I got in that game. Uh, so moving along to my second best bet. I can't I go on another public dog. Uh, I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens getting three at home against the Buffalo Bills. Um, so me and my uh, brother and my homie did, uh, I guess, the lines. little just conversation powwow um, after the uh, the first half of every Sunday night football game. And I opened this one with the Ravens minus three and was just utterly shocked 
to find out the Buffalo Bills were laying three and the Baltimore Ravens. And this one I've like just mentally come to grips with like I don't even care if I lose money on this one. Like what whatever. Like there's no <laughs> way there's no way the Ravens should be getting three points at home. First of all, yep. they've been home underdogs four times since 2019. They're four and zero against the number, plus ten ATS margin. One of those games was with Tyler Huntley against the Green Bay Packers last year, if you remember. Um, pretty sure the Packers beat him by two. Also, Buffalo's offense—it's sick because Josh Allen's sick, but it's one-dimensional. They, can, they cannot run the ball. The only the only way they can run the ball is when Josh Allen goes into hero mode, um, which, you know, after a loss, he might be able – he might do some of that this game. But I don't know if that necessarily means Buffalo covers by margin. In fact, I'm betting that they don't. Also, Buffalo's defense is just too banged up to be laying three points against a quality Ravens team. I mean, they're going to totally – they're definitely going to be without uh, Trey White and Micah Hyde. Um, they're probably, I, I, excuse me, Jordan Poyer, Jordan Phillips. Um, I might have messed up one of their first names, but Poyer, Phillips, and Ed Oliver are all listed as questionable. And it's a possible bad weather game, you know, with uh, Hurricane Ian uh, touching land here this week. And it's going to, the, the tropical storm going to make its way up to Baltimore. So if we get a bad weather game, in my opinion, that favors the, the Baltimore Ravens and the the other factor here that I have and it's pretty random and I don't think you're going to hear a lot of people talking about it but it does matter in a, a coin flip price game or a, a, a short favorite game but Baltimore has by far the best special teams in the NFL um, DVOA ranks their special teams first at 12.4% but the next closest team is 5.2% now it's only week three but Baltimore has consistently had a top five special teams unit since effectively since John Harbaugh was hired as the coach. Now, John Harbaugh has a special teams pedigree. He was hired as a special teams coordinator uh, for the head coaching role. So obviously everyone knows Justin Tucker's one of, if not the greatest kicker ever, you know, their pub, their punt coverage and kick return cover. Well, they don't have to really cover kick returns very often because you know, Justin Tucker just kicks out of the back of the end zone. But uh, Devin Duvernay returned a kick return for a touchdown against Miami. So they typically have strong special teams. And this year, they're just far out in front of everyone in special teams. And I think that can matter in a bad weather game that uh, the Bills are only laying three against. So I guess the argument here, obviously, the Bills are nasty. Obviously, they're angry after losing last week. But it seems like another argument, whereas like with the Bengals Dolphins, like Bills shouldn't be favored three in Baltimore. So you got to take the Bills. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And again, I've just mentally made peace with like, hey, if the Bills are back, right? If they're going to bust the Ravens ass, like whatever, I'll lose this bet. It's all good. So that's where I'm at in that one. That's my second best bet. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean, the one question I kind of have for you is, are, are we sure that the Bills do get that mad after they lose a game like i mean what what have they really like done in the past that gives us this like impression that they're just going to coast to the super bowl you know what i mean it's yeah. obviously they got a good team and they played really well and they came out and they you know destroyed the rams in the first game but they they uh, and they obviously beat the titans with ease but you know, again i don't want to keep talking about the titans 
But last year they did lose back-to-back games once. They lost uh, actually four out of six games in a row, uh, or in a stretch. They lost nine to six to Jacksonville. Then they beat the Jets really easily. They lost the Colts. They beat the Saints easily, and then they lost to New England and Tampa. Those are back-to-back losses. The loss to Tampa. I mean, last year was one of the more interesting ones. I don't remember. Know if you remember the game? It was like. Uh, I think that was one of those ones where they didn't even get to touch the ball in overtime or something like that. But uh, because I think Tampa scored a touchdown right away. They can't win one but, score games. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So, you know, if you're if you're talking about the big difference here, you know, being kind of the the, the edge on special teams, and you're kind of saying offense might be somewhat equal. Yeah, I think I think you're on the right side there, but. Uh, it's hard to bet on either side of these. I, I couldn't bet against Josh, Josh Allen off a loss. I know I just gave a reason to say that, you know, maybe that's it's not great, but I wouldn't do it yet because I just don't feel like I know enough about what this Bills team is looking like. And then I also can't really bet against Lamar Jackson at home. Um, I think Harbaugh is probably one of the best coaches in the NFL still. So if he's, if he's, he's on the side getting points, you know, I don't blame you for taking it. Yeah, and with the injuries of Buffalo secondary, um, um, that that that's concerning considering considering Lamar Jackson's second air yards per attempt. Like he's airing yeah. it out. Like he's trying yeah. to go down the field. Uh, Duvernay and, and Rashad Bateman looks good. Mark Andrews uh, could be a huge problem if Poyer misses. But either way, without Micah Hyde, so uh, yeah, I feel it's like another one where it's just like, damn, dude. I got there too easy, and it feels too easy. But, like, yeah. we know the Bills are going to get money come Sunday, right? Probably. And, I mean, the Bills – or yeah, the Bills uh, play Pittsburgh next week after after Baltimore. So this isn't really, like, a look-ahead spot. So you do have to be a little concerned about that. Um, not that I thought the loss from Miami was because they were looking ahead to Baltimore or anything like that, but uh, – this is one of those games where maybe they do come in with a little bit of added focus because they got a little bit of an easier matchup the following week. So something to just be a little cautious about. Um, you know, but it, it, this is this is a no play for me. I just I don't have one on it. I wish you all the luck in the world because you know, <laughs> you're not going against my money. So I don't. I'm not worried. But uh, I, I do have one other comment on it. If you don't have anything on the sides. No, no, what's up? What do you got? So I'm I'm really big into uh, first touchdown scorer props. I, I love them. Uh, I last like year you we do like, well in them. Yeah, we killed them last year. We were up like 43 units on it. And <sighs> when I when I say like units, I'm not saying they're the they're equivalent of like a um, like a side bet because I don't bet nearly as much. Maybe like a fifth or a half or something, depending on how we're feeling. And, and all that stuff, but uh, either way, up forty three on them. Right. If, but, if you're a hundred dollar uh, better, you're sprinkling twenty five on these, right? Yeah. Type thing. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. Twenty five, maybe at most fifty. If we start to feel like we got some more data or confidence in them, um, but got some juju momentum. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> no other way to to really explain it other than that because I, you know, I could be, I don't know, ten and twenty on them, but still be up twenty, thirty units because you're playing them at plus you know, 550, 650, something, mm-hmm. whatever it is. The 
the one area of a prop, it's not necessarily a, um, uh, a touchdown scorer for this one in particular, but so far in all three games, Baltimore, or, uh, Buffalo has scored first and they've scored the first touchdown. Um, I'm not 100% sure if all of them have scored on their very first drive. I know they definitely did versus Los Angeles. I can check real quick and see if, if it happened. Um, I think it happened in all three games, actually, that they scored their, scored on the first drive. So they come out and they get the ball and they try and put the points on the board right away, which some of these teams don't come out and start very fast. Um, the Ravens, so far on their season, uh, they had the opening kickoff return for a touchdown, so you, you kind of can't even count that one. They've also scored first. So I'm, I'm only bringing this up because two of them have been Duvernay. One was the kickoff return, and one was the other one. Uh, it was just like a, a, a catch for a touchdown. And then Mark Andrews scored the first touchdown this past week. If I had to bet it, I would bet that either one of them is going to, the first score of the game is going to be a touchdown. Um, and I, I would probably lean here towards the bills scoring the first, the first score of the game being a touchdown. Um, that right now, let me see if it's even posted. It is an away touchdown as the first score of the game is plus plus one fifty. So that's something that I might throw 25, 50 bucks on, um, if I'm a hundred dollar better, because I, I think you're getting a pretty good, sense that Buffalo comes out with some of their best set ready to play. They go right out. They try and score. Um, Baltimore's defense can be scored on. I mean, we've seen it, but uh, that's, that's probably the one angle that I would also look at here for, for this particular game. Yeah. We saw how pissed off Ken Dorsey was after his offense choke. So that's a good point. They might come back fired up this week. Um, I actually have one more look in this game specifically, specifically. I was like in a, uh, player prop, but DraftKings didn't have player props listed until recently. I just refreshed the page. Um, I'm going over Devin Singletary, 13 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. Um, bottom line is Baltimore's coverage linebacker, Patrick Queen, sucks. He sucks in coverage. He was terrible in his first two years. He's allowing 10 and a half yards per completion. Um, and I think Miami's secondary is it's talented, but it's going to be preoccupied with um, Diggs, with uh, Gabriel Davis, with McKenzie, and um, and and paying attention to Josh Allen when he scrambles. So I think Devin Singletary can get a little lost in the sauce here. Um, Baltimore's defense gave up the fifth most receiving yards, or is giving up the fifth most receiving yards and third most receptions to running backs. Um, and obviously, he's not going to be like a key person that you would think Baltimore's defense um, centers in on. And he did; he is second on the team in targets and receptions, Singletary. Granted, all that's loaded towards the last week. He had like nine catches and 70-something yards. But um, I like Singletary as a pass-catching threat out of the backfield. And, and Patrick Queen is just like one of these guys where it's like, Every play, there's a 5% chance he gets a pick six, and there's a 70% chance he gives up a 15-yard catch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that guy is – I don't know. I was watching I was watching Baltimore uh, last week with a Baltimore uh, fan, and, and they know about how boomer bust Patrick Queen is on defense. So it just hit DraftKings, but I'm taking uh, Devin Singletary over 13.5 receiving yards. 
Yeah, I like that one a lot. And it, I mean, that really doesn't even take that much effort to get into. Those are just a couple dump offs that they can get pretty easily. So yeah, I mean, I like that. They go deep with Gabriel Davis, Stefan Diggs, and 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 uh, McKenzie, and they clear out the underneath. This guy makes one tackle, miss, gets fourteen yards, and boom, we're over. That's what right. I'm hoping yeah. for. Hoping in the first quarter it happens. Yeah. No, I mean that that seems like a good bet. I might ride on that one with you. Yeah. Let's let's hit Devin Singletary for a 15 yard touchdown and both uh, <laughs> Buffalo's opening drive, and we both get there. You, that would be perfect. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's go to your uh, next best bet, which uh, is in the Seattle Seahawks Detroit Lions game. What do you what do you got in this one? Yeah, so for this one, um, I'm gonna just jump right to it. I'm taking the Lions minus four and a half in this one. Uh, going into the season, I thought that Seattle was gonna be the, one of the worst teams in the league. Um, I'm still kind of convinced they will be, and they are. Uh, I mean, they look okay, but. I, I mean, I just – there's a reason Geno Smith has been kind of on the sidelines for years now, right? It, it's not because he's a great quarterback that was just sitting around doing nothing. He's fine, but he still kind of makes that mistake. Like you saw at the end of the last game, he, he just made this costly mistake that ended up, you know, making them lose to the Falcons. Um, and that was one that hurt you, right? Yeah, or yeah, you, I, was on the, yeah. I was on the Seahawks. I had to pick him. Yeah. It felt yeah, good. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, they there. That is a game that they should have won, though, against the Falcons. They absolutely should have taken that one. Now they come to Detroit, which I think is probably the bigger issue here. Um, going on the road, the Lions have been at home. I like the Lions a lot. I've liked the Lions a lot for the last year or so. Um, I think their coach, whose name for whatever reason escapes me right now, Dan Campbell. Yeah, Dan Campbell. Thank you. Um, is I think he's good. I think the players play hard for him. I think he kind of has like this never say quit mentality. Uh, the one big caution sign I throw on my own play here is I'm looking at um, the Lions a couple weeks ago against the Commanders. I think they were up like, I don't know, 20 something points in the first half, whatever it was. Uh, commanders didn't score at all. And I, I even tweeted something out like saying, you'll see how far the, the Lions have come based on how the second half goes because even when they were winning last year they would let people back into the game and then it would be a one score game just like every other game that they had they ended up winning the game i think by nine points which was better than normal but they still let the commanders back a little bit so um you know they they allowed 27 points in the second half i don't know how much of that was the commanders figuring it out versus how much the defense just kind of collapsed a little bit for the lions not really sure but um Right now, you know, the Lions look pretty good on offense. They got a really good running back uh, in Swift and then a, a kind of change of pace back with Williams. Um, their wide receiver, St. Brown, is awesome. I, I like the way he looks. Jared Goff seems to be looking for him. Uh, doesn't, you know, he, he's still, Goff is still going to make a couple stupid passes each game. You just got to hope that they're not interceptions and that they're, they go for incompletions instead. But, um, I think overall that the Lions defense will be good enough to stop Seattle from any kind of real sustainable drives um, through most of the game. I'm not saying Seattle won't score. They probably will throw a couple, but you, you should expect Smith to get some sort of interception at some point. And I think that on offense, uh, the Lions will be good enough to, to get past whatever Seattle and Pete Carroll throws at them 
And uh, being at home, I think, helps a little bit, too. I, I think that this game is probably closer to a touchdown difference than it is to a field goal. So I'll go minus four and a half. Okay. Um, I'm not going to piggyback with any analysis because I actually have a bet on my slip here with this game that we'll talk about here in a few minutes. So I'll just save oh, cool. that when we uh, when we get to it. But um, spoiler, I, I mostly agree with where you're going here. Um, do you have anything else in that game or uh, can we talk about my my six point teaser no talk about that teaser yeah i whiffed in weeks one and two but i bounced back with a win last week taking the packers up and the broncos up i'm going back to the well with the broncos Um, let me see what they're at right now um they're visiting the um the excuse me the um the las vegas raiders sorry i'm kind of rambling here because i'm trying to get back to the DraftKings game lines but the denver broncos are getting two and a half so i can get it over the key number of seven it's the advantage teaser play and then the los angeles rams i'm taking them up to seven and a half another advantage teaser play when they uh visit the san francisco 49ers on monday night football so i know you're into the raiders are still holding out hope that they can pull it together this year but i i think there should be looking more towards next year um, because this 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 team, this coach and staff just isn't ready to go for whatever reason. I can't quite figure it out. You know, I thought the mm-hmm. Devontae Adams and, and Derek Carr thing would be more of an immediate success. I don't really know um, what the deal is now. And I, I think back against the wall, 0-3, they can pull this one out. But I do not have any faith in them winning by margin because of that offensive line is so terrible that secondary is very bad um and they've played a ton of one score games last season and all three of their games this year have been decided by one score so i think the broncos i think they're going to be haunted this year themselves and most of their losses are going to be by one score in excruciating ways and most of their wins are going to be by one score and and you know it's it's pretty simple straightforward analysis but i don't think either one of these teams are good enough to be laying a touchdown against one of the other um, in either direction. So uh, my first teaser leg will be the Broncos visiting the Vegas uh, Raiders, taking it up to eight and a half. Do you have anything on that game? No, the only thing I would mention, and this goes back to the first touchdown scorers, if you're going to ever bet a first touchdown scorer of the Raiders this year, just blindly bet Devontae Adams to score the first touchdown for them specifically. It doesn't have to be first touchdown score overall in the game you could put that if you want to but Adams already has two of their first touchdown scores or scores for the year he has 15 more targets than anybody on the team and you know I think part of what I was expecting this year is that Adams and Waller would be a good one-two combination but right now it looks like Carr is doing his best to try and make Devontae Adams happy in general um and I think that could be causing some issues for the team overall because if you're only trying to throw it to one guy because of how good Adams is, you know, that makes it pretty easy on your defense to know who to set up to stop. So, yeah. You know, well, it feels like they're kind of trading off, right? Like Devontae Adams got a lot of looks the first two games and then Waller balled out last week against Tennessee. And then the yeah. one the one game Adams doesn't get looks, he complains. So. Right. So to like your point, it's like him complaining might get him looks early and often, and it's something that they typically do. So what mm-hmm. do you think that's going to be? Do you have a 
is there a line listed for um, Park? Uh, I always say Parker. Uh, Devontae Adams' first touchdown score? No, uh, I'm not seeing any touchdown props for that game yet. But gotcha. if I had to guess, it'll probably be something like 330 for a for first touchdown for the Raiders specifically. And in a game like this where the Broncos are kind of struggling on offense, uh, at least to a certain extent, you know, this might be one of those ones to play Adams first touchdown on, on both. You can double up a little bit. Gotcha. Um, well, the other teaser leg that I have, again, I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams up through the key number seven, seven and a half. They visit the San Francisco 49ers. Everyone knows uh, Shanahan owns McVay. I think he beat him five or six straight before the Rams um, beat beat the, the Niners last year in the NFC title game en route to a Super Bowl. Um, this is another simple analysis. Four Niners are going to be without Trent Williams, and that's their most important player, especially in this <laughs> yeah. in this in this game when you have to block a defensive line with Aaron Donald, and that's for the most part where I where I leave it. I mean, I could say the exact same thing about the Broncos, Raiders, as Rams, Niners, where it's just like any team in this matchup really shouldn't be laying more than a, a, a touchdown unless there are significant injuries, and cool. if anything, the significant injuries are obviously with the uh, San Francisco 49ers and I just can't like reiterate reiterate excuse me strong enough just how bad the loss of Trent Williams is for this team moving forward and in this game specifically obviously LA is going to be a peak motivation they really have struggled to put together complete games so far so you know they're going to want to put together a strong performance on Sunday night football or Monday night football and you know McVay is got to be pissed that that Shanahan owns him so it's not going to be like a look ahead game it's a rivalry game I do think it gets decided in one score either which way and if any way if it goes to double digits either either way I think it's the Rams beating up on 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 the 49ers um I am a little nervous about fading the 49ers or just betting against a team that looked bad in prime time usually they bounce back especially a quality team like San Francisco um but they could bounce back and the Rams cover seven and a half points in a variety of ways, whether or not they don't even have to beat them. It could be a backdoor cover. So um, I'll, I'll take the Rams to close out my two, my two team six point teaser. Um, do you have any looks in that game? Any thoughts on the, the Monday night football matchup? No, not yet. I haven't spent too much time on that one. Um, I would only say Sean McVay has no reason to ever be pissed about anything. The guy, is like the NFL golden child. Yeah, he's, he's killing it. Every, everybody loves him. He won a Super Bowl. He just got married to some hot supermodel. Man, you know, this guy, he's got the life. If he's pissed about, yeah. you know, Kyle Shanahan owning him, then he's got bigger issues, I think. But well, I, I, mean, I get what you're saying. These guys, these like alpha dudes, these guys who are at the top of their sports industry, like, they get motivated yeah. by weird things, right? Like, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, they lie to themselves. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly. how it works. So, like, I'm not saying, like, well, <laughs> Sean McVay is, like, you know, a top five coach, unquestionably. His, his, uh, in today's NFL and his resume kind of speaks for itself. So, again, it just gets back to the the, the completely removing any any thought that this is a look ahead game or they're not completely locked into this matchup. Yeah. He's gotta be if if they did like a fantasy draft for coaches, he's gotta be number two, right? Behind Belichick. 
Yeah. Well, if you're doing like the keeper league, right? Well, who knows how long Belichick has? Whereas, like, yeah, I guess that's true. Unless, like, that the other thing of going back to like McVeigh can't be angry at anyone or anything. Like, if whenever he leaves the the, the Los Angeles Rams, Fox, CBS, ESPN are going to offer him thirty million oh, per yeah. year. You know Easily. what I mean? Like, this guy is yep. going to be making. He's going to make hundreds of millions of dollars off of NFL football in his life. Yeah. And he knows it. Yeah. So oh, for sure. Um, so that's my, my six point teaser. Um, let's go over. Do I think another look more of a lean that you have? I'm not sure where you stand officially on this game, but the uh, Sunday night football matchup chiefs rematch of the Super Bowl a couple years ago, chiefs Buccaneers. What do you got in that game? Yeah. So I, I leaned Tampa originally, but now that it's moving because of the, uh, the rain and everything, I probably am going to stay off of this. So they just announced that this was going to be played at a different site. Um, is it official? Is, is it going up to Minnesota officially? I don't know if it's going to Minnesota or where it's going. Let me let me check and see if they said where it's going. Yes. Uh, maybe it's not official yet. It says, okay, it says the game still remains scheduled in Tampa, but... That's a reason enough, or actually more reason for me to not want to play anything on this because if there's the uncertainty of where it's going to play, could be in Tampa. They could all have to last minute reroute to Minnesota. To me, I I'm going to stay off of it. My my initial reaction when I saw the line was I liked Tampa only because um, you know with everything going on with Brady and even though Tampa's not looking real good, they're going to get back. Mike Evans this game, I think. Um, he was only suspended for the one game, right? Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I, I kind of just felt like uh, this might be one of those games where Brady kind of makes a statement like, no, I'm, I'm not washed yet. I'm coming back. You know, don't, don't count me out again. At some point in time, it has to fail, right? I mean, father of time gets everybody, but... Yeah, good luck. I, I will one. ultimately, <laughs> I, I will ultimately, uh, I will ultimately lay off this one. But my initial lean was to take Tampa. Yeah, I had it ready to go, queued up to give out as uh, one of my six point teaser legs when it was two, one and a half. Now mm-hmm. that it's even money, I got to kind of walk away from it. I mean. You know, I'm a pretty high volume NFL better come Sunday Night Football. I'll probably get something down, whether it be a player prop, a side total, whatever. Um, and if my I have a heavy lean towards Tampa myself, just because Kansas City's wide receiver room is way worse, and Tampa Bay's secondary is absolutely nuts. Like it's crazy. At least I don't know how much uh, you pay attention to or care about pro football focus grades, but pretty much like all of their dbs are top 10 in their in yeah. their position like it's crazy yeah so um that's uh, it's it's a lean here um check me out on outkick.com if i if you if i if i make any bets on it it'll be posted to outkick.com or if you make any bets on it, it'll be posted out outkick.com perhaps yep. so check out all of our stuff well all of my stuff on outkick.com some of david's stuff on outkick.com and otherwise and uh beating the bookie um, all right, let's go to over to our survivor pick of the week. So 
Uh, truthfully, I'm eliminated from survivor pools. I got eliminated for a second time last week with the Chiefs over the Colts. <laughs> got, got eliminated the week before uh, with the Bengals over the Cowboys, which would have been the second straight year that Cooper Rush has eliminated me from a survivor league. So I'm dead in the water here, but I'm going to continue to play along. Um, and my survivor pick of the week is, is the Detroit Lions. You know, kind of picking back and off of your um, your analysis. But simply put, how many how many more times are we going to be even able to use Detroit in a survivor um, pool here? I mean, they yeah. open as, what, six-point favorites, down to four. So um, they're one of the few, like, heavy um, home favorites this week. And um, golf is obviously very familiar with playing against Seattle and a Pete Carroll defense. You know, he had success. Uh, versus Seattle to an extent while playing for the Los Angeles Rams. But the the gist of this, the handicapper, I guess the the cherry on top of the handicap Sunday is just Seattle's defense is absolutely awful. They're worse than expected points per play, expected points added per play. Detroit's offense, sneaky good. Uh, eighth best EPA per play on offense. And, I mean, I I just haven't seen Seattle play a really good game. They outlasted Denver in week one, but like to beat the Lions, you actually have to play well. Like they they play their ass off for Dan Campbell every single week. So like you're most likely you're not gonna beat the Lions unless you do things right. And Seattle just doesn't do enough things enough things right for me. So again, take it for what it's worth because uh my survivor live life has been murdered two times over now, but I would take Detroit if I'm still in a survivor pool. Do you yeah, have a survivor? I was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was I was just gonna say I support that one. Char- or the Lions are um, probably my favorite for a survivor pick this week as well. Um, I actually had three options uh, when you and I were talking about the kind of the the podcast today, um, and I said Lions, Packers, or Raiders, and that's probably the order that I would support any of them. And we've already heard about. Uh, me probably overvaluing the Raiders so maybe stick off of that one but uh, Lions or Packers should be the ones but like you mentioned this might be the only week that you can really play the Lions and feel pretty comfortable about it again who knows what will happen but I like it mostly you gotta win these things though and the Lions could be like a shockingly public pick so to like your earlier point like just riding out the Raiders and hoping everyone (laughs) else gets nuked is probably a good way to go about it like you know that's 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 a way to play for keeps in this in, in your survivor league. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I have to imagine most of those survivor leagues after these first three weeks are just like bare bones already. I, I can't imagine there's a ton of people who are like still in these things. Yeah. The, they have to. Have. The circa got chopped down from I think six thousand to fifteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, I mean it, it's insane. This this first three weeks of, are crazier than probably any first three weeks I can remember in the NFL. I think they said there was some sort of record, like eighteen games decided by three points or less, or something like that, in the first three weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, like the Colts last week ruined a lot of Survivor leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers. I felt like far too many people on the Chargers, but them losing to Jacksonville, her, and then. Cincinnati week one week two week one was was 
extraordinarily tough. They, they a lot of heavy favorites got taken out. I, I I actually advanced by taking the Ravens over the Jets, but the next I think five most selected teams all all lost. So yeah, Survivor League is a nightmare, at least this season. Um, all right, David. Well, I saved the best bet um, here for our segment, uh, calling the winners. Hopefully, you did as well. Um, what, do you have a best bet here? Yeah, my best bet of the week is under forty-four and a half in the uh, Texans versus Chargers game. Um, I won't uh, go into a ton of detail on it in terms of you know breaking down a million things about it, but the the Texans are going to be known for their defense. I mean, Lovey Smith is a defensive coach. He has pretty much shown any you know that he can he can work with almost any defense. I think they've looked a lot better than they. Um, than they were probably expected to do this year. Uh, they look competent enough. They seem like they are pretty well put together with a game plan, and they're not getting themselves into really bad situations. Davis Mills is playing a lot better than I thought he would, so he's not putting the, their defense in bad situations in terms of interceptions, bad field position, or whatever. So it's pretty good on that side now the chargers and the main reason that i'm thinking this is probably an under is mostly because of herbert still um i think he is still pretty hurt and pretty banged up from that game against the chiefs obviously you talked about it and that's why you were playing the jaguars and uh you know you took their money line which was a great bet last week but the jaguars were still like they, they kind of embarrassed the chargers defense which i thought the chargers defense was going to be a lot better this year having um uh, what's his name? Adding Khalil, Khalil Mack. Khalil yeah. Mack, yeah, Khalil Mack. And J.C. Jackson, who's, yeah. who's been injured. but Yeah, but um, I, I think overall it's it's been not a great start for the Chargers defense, so um, I don't think much will happen from the Texans' side, but this could be an opportunity for the Chargers defense to really step up. Uh, if you know Mills is going to be focused on Brandon Cooks like he always is, you got Asante Samuel Jr. who'll probably be on him for most of the game, I would think. So that kind of neutralizes that. Uh, and I also think this is probably a game where the Chargers are going to look to get Austin Eckler involved a little bit more. So I I think that this is important for not only the Chargers but the Texans to get the running games going. That leads me to think that the game will be a little bit slower paced. We got Herbert's hurt. Mills is a favorite target. He'll probably be a little bit more out of the game. I mean, Cooks is a good enough receiver where he can get open and break one away if he really, you know, needs to any almost any game. So um, I, I'm playing the under 44 and a half. Uh, this did already come down a little bit from what it opened at, I believe, but uh, I still like it at under 44 and a half um, for this game. And then I also just saw they finally posted uh, touchdown props for the this game in particular, and I'm going to play Austin Eckler to get the first touchdown of the game at plus 550. For the Chargers or for the the game, to, uh, the whole game. For the game, gotcha. Yeah, for the whole game, yeah. If, I mean, you can always double down on those if you want to. Uh, you know, you could always win one, lose one, lose them both. But uh, I'll grab the the other total here or the other. Um, the other line on Eckler for first Chargers score is plus 330. So if he did them both, you'd get 880 back. So 
nice I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them. Um, I probably will do both, but uh, I'm definitely playing Eckler to be the first touchdown scorer. I, I think it's really important that they get him involved. And uh, after the loss, I think they're going to try and come out and get him going a little bit more. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, just to add to that, I mean, you get to kind of fade some recency bias here. You know, they Jacksonville put up 38 last week against the Chargers. Obviously, Joey Joey Bosa just got sent to the IR, so no one's really excited about the uh, Chargers' defense right now, and kind of rightfully so. The Texans put up 41 against the Chargers last year, so if people are, like, going to covers.com and looking at the head-to-head or – just whatever, looking at their head-to-head matchups, like, oh wow, Texans scored forty-one last week. Uh, Chargers let up thirty or last year against the Chargers. Chargers let up thirty-eight against Jacksonville last week. The Texans Bears somehow went over the total <laughs> last week, so yeah. it's kind of like you get to fade a lot of recency bias there, and you get to do so by betting an under in a Chargers game uh, with the Chargers, whose quarterback is clearly banged up. I mean, the guy has fractured ribs could be without the best center in the league and Corey Lindsley. Uh, Rashawn Slater, who was a, a, a left tackle, who's been just balling, second-year player, he got sent to IR, is out for the rest of the season. Well, I think out for the rest of the season, definitely out for this game. So um, I think you have a bit of a contrarian angle here. I don't see a lot of people going to bet and under in the uh, Chargers game, especially how their defenses looked, and you get to fade some recent recency bias so i like that look i might follow you i actually probably am gonna follow you on that one cool um yeah people don't like betting unders but like i've said unders cash too i mean they're not fun to root for but making money is so yeah and shit has to happen for the over to cash whereas like you just need the clock to run out for an under yeah exactly (laughs) it's simple logic but i mean that's I mean, there's a True. reason that the under is more profitable generally than the over. So um, I'm going back again. I, it's the theme of my uh, of my uh, outkick bets week four breakdown here in the NFL is square public dogs. And my best bets to Jaguars plus six and a half. I'm doing it again. I just don't think there's a big talent differential in these two rosters. I give Philly the edge. Frankly, outside of quarterback, Philly might have a talent edge over everyone in the NFL, right? But I think Jacksonville's defense could end up being legit this year. They have three all-pro caliber dudes. Two of them are rookies. Trayvon Walker, number one overall pick. Devin Lloyd, who uh, is their linebacker, who got drafted, I think, 27. Probably should have went way before that. And Josh Allen, who's a force multiplier, finally gets someone else on that defensive line to help him get more maybe one-on-one um one-on-one uh matchups on on the offensive line also going back to your previous point about tennessee also is something that i'm going to use here for philly philly hasn't played two good halves in any game this year if you actually pay attention right so they scored 14 second half points against detroit in week one but scored zero in the fourth quarter and completely took their foot off the gas now if you want to excuse that as like they had nothing to play for, they had that game padded away, that's good and fine. I, I, I more or less agree with it. They scored zero second-half points in week two and week three. Remember, they got out to a 24-7 lead, I believe, in Monday Night Football against Minnesota. Tried their hardest to give that game back. 
tried as hard as they could to give that game back. Minnesota yeah. just didn't take it. Scored zero second half points again. Last week, started off what? twenty? I think it was 24-0 against Washington. Zero second half points. And, I mean, we can excuse these performances, granted, because they're still winning and covering. Well, not against Detroit week one, but again, getting six and a half against a feisty Jaguars team that has legit weapons, that has a solid coach. I am Trevor Lawrence over Jalen Hurts. I think I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a franchise quarterback. I'm still waiting to see with Jalen Hurts. The bottom line there is six and a half has huge backdoor um, cover potential against Team Philly that just scored 14 second half points in three games. So uh, Jacksonville has got the second best DVOA, DVOA, excuse me, thus far. Granted, it's still early, but they're better on Philly, better than Philly in defensive and special teams DVOA. So uh, everyone loves Philly, rightfully so. I think they're close to being the NFC favorite to make it to the Super Bowl, but. I'm a believer in this Jacksonville team. I was a believer in them coming into the season, and I think this this line is two points too high, maybe one and a half point too high. So I would play it down to Jaguars plus five. Same thing as I said last week against the uh, Chargers, excuse me, but I'll, I love it at six and a half. So not – actually, I will sprinkle on the money line, but my official play is the Jaguars plus six and a half. I like it. Yeah. No, I mean – I think you make a lot of good points about it. Um, and I, I do kind of have a feeling that eventually the Eagles are kind of fall apart a little bit. Uh, Jalen Hurts has got all the weapons in the world. If he can't make it happen this year, then it'll never happen. Yeah. And it just won't. I mean, he's balling. I can't say anything bad about yeah. him. He's playing. He's maxing out his potential in his production yep. right now. And if he continues to play like this, everyone stays healthy. Hell, the Eagles could absolutely make the Super Bowl, right? But that can be true, and the Jaguars can cover six and a half Sunday. For so sure. That's where I'm at here. Yeah. All right, okay. man. So I've given you some plugs throughout this, but why don't you uh, give the audience um, some more spots where they can they can find your your content, not just outkick.com, but where else can people uh, keep along with you? Yeah, so I appreciate it. Um, you guys can follow me for just sports betting, regular advice, talking know anything on my twitter page at future prez p-r-e-z 2024 and then uh i also contribute to beaten the bookie.com b-e-a-t-i-n the bookie.com and uh i have an nba package with him and then everything else is at outkick everything is free daily i put up three mlb plays at outkick every single day um this year we're i think almost 70 games over 500 so it's been a great season and uh, looking forward to finishing it off really well. And, uh, you know, hopefully this football season we will turn it around. I'm sure we will. Uh, and eventually we'll get some more of those uh, first down, first touchdown scorers. Um, the sad thing is I've had a couple that I've like, you know what, I should, say, I should tweet this out or I should play this one. And then I just watch the game and see it happen. And I'm like, damn it. But I also don't want to force it. So we'll do it. Dude, we'll my, my public record is, like, much worse than my private record. <laughs> no, I get, yeah, I get it. And, I, I mean, it's true. Like, I really don't want to force certain plays, like, especially these first touchdown ones, because I get a bunch of people, in the, like, in my DMs saying, like, oh, when are you going to do this? You know, you did this and this, whatever. Like, that. first off, it was last year, so it, it doesn't mean anything now. Yeah. But, 
you know, you, when you get asked for it a bunch of times, you start looking at them probably harder than you should. And uh, unfortunately, like so far, they just haven't really been really very good plays yet. But uh, we'll get there. I got I got total faith in it. Yeah, like what you're saying, pretty much just trust the process. You know, keep grinding, keep you know. Yep trying to beat the closing line eventually you're going to get there you would think you know i mm-hmm. this is my first i'm I'm happy that you're crushing in baseball this is my first losing baseball season in five years i ripped wow. off a 10 game winning streak recently so i'm, I'm getting close i'm getting <laughs> close but i'm still down money and it's it's absolutely killing me um but yeah man you're killing it in baseball i'm you need to come back because i'm huge in the nba we're gonna do i'm gonna do a couple NBA preview podcasts, so um, hopefully we can we can get you uh, get you here on on Zoom and we can do a, a handicap or an NBA preview here. Um, but thanks for thanks for jumping on Outkick Bets. Um, please do me a favor, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get podcasts. We're available obviously on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So show us some love, uh, show me some love, so I can help, so I can uh, rise the sports betting podcast charts. Um, follow. David Troy at Future Prez P R E Z twenty twenty four on Twitter. Best of luck whether you guys fade or follow us, and I'll talk to you next week for uh, an NFL Week Five breakdown. Peace. Yeah.